0: It's a great day. This is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman, and we are going to jump right in on Joshua 6. And I'm going to read from the NIV version before I talk about it. And so it starts in verse 1. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up and up everyone straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army advance, march around the city with an armed guard, going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the priests. All this time, the trumpets were sounding. But Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. So I'm going to stop right there and finish the rest in a second. So the thing that strikes me here that I want to share on this chapter, and it is Christians as believers. The one thing that the Israelites promised Joshua, that they would obey him as they did Moses, and they would follow him. And I think when we look at our lives today, you right there, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Many of us, whether we go to churches or belong to small groups or are part of ministries, we follow and hear people say that the Lord has given them instructions to do something. And many of us have had the Lord tell us to do something. But because we don't have all of the details and know exactly what's going to happen, We might start off with, okay, and then when something doesn't look right, then we waver from what we believe. So, for example, the Lord said to Joshua, see, I've delivered Jericho into your hands. Well, it wasn't like when the Lord said that Joshua just walked up to the door and said, come out, I've won. He still had to be obedient to what God gave him to do to receive his victory? Aha. So many times we have been told, I'm going to use a job for an example. Now the Lord gave him detailed instructions of what to do. And there are times the Lord gives us instructions from himself or from someone else in our life for us to have victory. But my question is: do we choose to obey. Do we choose to stay on track of that plan even when it might not make sense to us or even when it looks like we're getting nowhere. So for example, Joshua told, the Lord told Joshua that I've delivered Jericho into your hands. But the Lord also told him, I want you to march around the city once with all the armed men And do this for six days. And then have the seven priests carry trumpets of rams and for them to blow. What if he went to his armed men and told them to do this? I'm sure it was hot. I'm sure they were tired. What if they complained or backbited? What if when he told them to march around, they were like, well, is the Lord giving you the city or not? Why do we got to march around the city? Uh, Why can't we just storm the city if the Lord has given it to us? Think about it. Here are armed men. If the Lord has given them, it doesn't say if he told them what the Lord shared with him. But he gave them a command. They had already committed to being obedient. Now, imagine telling a soldier, a fighting guy, just walk around, just walk around Jericho. I'm sure they were looking for, let's take it, let's take it with our swords, let's go in, let's fight, let's cut up people, let's do what we do. But he told them to walk around and I really think that I know many times we focus on, wow, you know, what Joshua did, but really it was the faith of the, the commitment that the Israelites made to Joshua and God. That they would be obedient to Joshua. That when he told them to do something for six days. I don't know if I could even um, get people to commit. could think about if your church were to commit that everybody prayed for two, three hours every day for seven days would it happen? Or what could happen in your church? But my question is, would we be able to get everyone to commit to do it? So I think what is so awesome here is that we don't hear that there was complaining, that there was mumbling, and that there was grumbling, and I'm carrying this ram's horn around and around, and nothing's happening, and it's hot. And my feet hurt. We don't hear any of that. And, you know, they get back to the camp and then you want me to do it the next day. Did anybody say like, what day is he going to do this for us? Because I'm sure if the Lord told them and he may have told you, I'm giving you something. You're looking for like, okay, like now, maybe the Lord is blessing you, is going to bless you with a great job and a great career. But maybe it's not today. Maybe it's six months from now. Maybe it's a year from now. Maybe it's two years from now. So what should you be doing in the meanwhile? If the Lord has told you maybe you want to have a baby and you've been struggling, but the Lord has shown you that you're going to be a mother one day. So when you go and you're taking the pregnancy test for the last three months and it comes up, you're not pregnant. Do you give up? Or do you hold in your heart that the Lord told me that I'll be a mother and I'm going to be a mother and I'm going to hold on to what his truth is? I think what's so key here is that they were all in one accord. They knew who was in charge. They knew who heard from God. And they knew that what they were doing was the will of God and that it would bring defeat to their enemies and bring blessings to them. And I want you to think in your with this passage and in your journal, and think about right now, jot down even if you have to pause this video, I mean, pause this podcast. What has the Lord told you specifically about your whether whatever it is about your future, your finances, your husband, your children, your money, your home, where you going to live, your health. I want you to write that down. And I want when you are praying to ask the Lord to fill in, what should you do? If he told you it, maybe you might say, well, Lisa, he told me years ago. I can tell you that for me in ministry and doing what I'm doing right now was prophesied and the Lord told me this over a decade ago, over almost 20 years ago. But my question was, was I willing to hear it? No, I was focused on my plan. So I sit here today and sometimes I, ha- I, I just triple repent to the Lord because I'm like, I should have just did what you told me to do 20 years ago. But what I do know is the Lord knew I would be here in this place, in this hour, doing what he asked me to do. So I don't want you to get stuck on, what you should have, could have, would have did X amount of years ago and then get depressed and stressed by getting derailed down memory lane. But I want you to know that God knows exactly where you are now and that how important obedience and being in alignment with leadership and those who you are following or those who you worship at their house of prayer or their house of Um, their churches, that how being in alignment and in obedience to God's word is what's going to bring your breakthrough. And it may not happen overnight, but that doesn't mean that you don't continue to press in. And every day you wake up and follow what the Lord has told you to do. He told Joshua to do this for seven days. And Did Joshua know what the finale would be? He knew that the Lord said, I've delivered Jericho into your hands. The Lord has told us as well that the enemy is under our feet. But do we live our lives instead of worrying and fretting? Do we live believing that the enemy is under our feet, or do we give him much praise by saying, "Oh, the enemy stole this from me. The enemy took this from me." The en-. no, the Lord had you gain salvation for you to gain victory over the enemy. So, if the enemy has taken something from you and it goes back to the book and Christian warrior woman, it's about taking back. Then you need to take back whether it's your faith, your family, your health whatever it is that you need to take back, the Lord gave you that authority with salvation that you have the power and authority to be delivered and to overcome it. So I want to focus on that part. So that's the first part of um, there that I want to um, talk about. Now, after seven days, I hope you know the story. You can read that chapter, the, the wall of Jericho after the shout, the wall fell. He gave the word to shout and he told them when to give it and that he and the armed men then went ahead of them. And for six days, they, they followed Joshua's instruction. And on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak. And marched around the city seven times in the same manner. Except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And that's what I want you to to know that you are going to press God until he tells you to shout. This is, this is your job. Shout in praise that this is your job. Shout in praise this is your husband. Shout in praise this is your house. Shout in praise you are healed of cancer. You are healed of mental illness and distress. We need to be preparing for our moment to shout, to give praise. Because guess what? The world is watching and we are the daughters of a king. We have, as we talked about yesterday, we have God, we have angels that go before us. We have the Lord preparing a place before us. We have the ability to have a plan and a purpose to reach our success And we should be living it and activating it every day. So after this city, sad, sad to state that women, children, men, everything was killed and everything, everyone was burned up except the woman, Rahab. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. And this is in verse, I believe, um, 17, only Rahab, the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. And so here is the woman who helped them understand what was going on in Jericho, who was part of the plan. But she was also part of God's plan, not for just here in Jericho, but she was part of God's plan for the Lord in the future. And we're going to talk about that in a different in a different session. But only so think about it. Her faithfulness, her actions saved all who were with her in her house. And as a woman, we we struggle and think about whether it's our husbands, whether it's our children, you know, we struggle with where they are in their faith, where they are in their beliefs. And I'm asking you today in your journal to lay down those burdens before God, because the Lord has given you a voice and has given you a power to pray for them and your prayer When you're praying for your children and your husband um, and family members should be that, Lord, that you spare all the members of my family. You spare my house. I will tell you, your prayers will be with your children when they're out doing wayward things. That those angels that are round about them because of your prayers will keep them safe. Maybe you have a child struggling in drugs or in rehab that your prayer is that the Lord is going to break this drug habit that has a hold of them. Know that what you see with your eyes is not the power of what your mouth can deliver. Ooh, I like that. So <laughs> I wish I was writing this stuff out and then I would remember. But um, I want you to know the Lord wants you to know the power of your tongue is greater than the power of your child's addiction. It's greater than maybe your spouse's um, addiction to pornography or possible you're talking about divorce or struggling in your marriage. The power of your prayer is stronger than your physical body being sick and ill. The power of your faith within you, your spirit man. Remember, your body may be getting afflicted. But your spirit man is not. And so we have to feed it, whether we're reading the word, playing the word, we have to absorb the word so that we can raise up and strengthen that spirit man to do our own shout, to do our own yell. And to break the walls of shame, to make the walls of fear, to drop the walls of worry, to drop the walls of poverty, to drop the walls of of what a fear of our future. We have to do a shout and we want to praise God and we want to honor God. But we want to shout when the enemy fills our heads with doubts of you can't and you won't and you should have and you didn't that you need to shout to silence the noise of the enemy and embrace your strength. We can't worry and have faith. They don't go hand in hand. You either are on one side or you're on the other You can't have a confused mind. So today I want you in your journal to decide to be confident. When God tells you to do something, when you read in his word, be obedient to what he says in his word, not obedient to what social media says, not obedient to what someone you think is older and and wiser is telling you. If it's not aligned with the word you ignore it. And you keep your ears keen to what the word says. And sometimes you have to go in prayer and ask God to bring revelation. I promise you, you will have dreams, you will have visions. The Lord will not let you. If you are hungry for revelation, he will not let you go without. So today I want you to celebrate what you will have victory over. And so as you look at that list, every day, remember, the Lord had them do it for seven days. And then on the seventh day, seven times. So I, I look at this as every day, we should be listening to hear God. For our day, we should rise early in the morning. And this is scriptural. You can Google it yourself about all the scriptures that talk about praying early in the morning. Set your day, align your day for your victory for every day. You have the Lord within you. You have angels round about you and you have the word to activate you. I pray you use every tool and every vehicle and every source of encouragement and faith to win your fight. I bless you, my sisters, and I send you God's grace and his love. And I stand in agreement over your war and your challenge, but your victory is coming. And for many of you, it's come this day. Thank you. And we'll talk tomorrow. God bless. Good morning, ladies, and this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. Today, I want to talk about something very key that each of us could benefit from, no matter what your situation is. If you're riding high in success, praise the Lord. If you're struggling and and stressed, praise the Lord, because today I'm going to talk about the promise of rest and what that really stands for and how we can Activate that life, based on what we've learned thus far in the first twelve chapters of Joshua. You know, I am the author of Christian Warrior Woman, and it's a guide um, for it's a guide taking back your faith, family, and future. And this morning, it was so appropriate that I look and think, "Wow!" You know, I've been doing the podcast, and the Lord said He wanted me to start in the book of Joshua. And when I think about the relationship of the book of Joshua and the relationship to the book that I wrote, they so complement each other. I wish I could tell you that this was my magnificent plan. But what I can tell you, this is God's magnificent plan for you and the words that are being shared are for you. Because whether we want to admit it or not, we are each in a battle for our life, for our children, for our wealth, for our health. Every day, we are living in a battle, and we are warring against spirits and principalities. Not trying to sound spooky or anything. But you can look in the world today, whether in the news, or whether on social media. And the thing that I find interesting is we are now finding it challenging to know what the truth is anymore. Am I the only person who's seeing that now the truth seems to be questionable, depending on who you listen to or who you talk to? But what I do know is true is the Word of God. And what Joshua shows over and over again between Moses and Joshua's life is that the promises of God are true and will manifest in your life. And he gives not only examples in his book, but you'll see examples in the book, Christian Warrior Women, of women today who are living with the promises of God, overcoming their fears and doubts and worries and shame and prospering. You know, I share in one of the stories of going from making the choice for my family to be unemployed and having no plan. And then God comes with a plan that is above and beyond what I was ever thinking, and landed me an opportunity to make $2,500 in three hours. And how the Lord prosperously guided me for nine months, it took me To hold the faith to believe that, wow, this is real. And this is going to happen every month that God, when he makes a promise that I'm going to make you whole, that I'm going to cover your bills and finances, that he does. And not only does it make minimum, but does it make max. So I don't know about you, but I would ask you today to stop living with the spirit of I or the spirit of me and live by the Spirit of God, because that will release the treasures of heaven to cover your daily life here and forevermore. I don't know about you. I don't like when people try to share with me that, oh, the struggle is for today, but one day I'll be in heaven and all the the world struggles will roll away. That is nice. But the Lord's word shows me that I can not only live prosperous now, but I have it forever. And the book of Joshua shows us that, that we will battle and we will have the Lord before us. And it won't be that we have to personally um, kill or steal, rob or destroy anybody, but that the Lord brings his judgment. When we align our faith with God, then his actions follow through. And you will see that the Lord will remove your enemies out of your way. Well, in Joshua, the Lord had to destroy and kill not only the people, but their oxen. And you might say, well, wow, that just seemed really harsh. Boy, God of the Old Testament didn't play. But you know what? God in the New Testament doesn't play either. And some of the stress and worry and, and circumstances you are going through is because, of, because sin brings that. And the the Canaanites, in this instance, had reached the magnitude of sin. And the Lord had to show and defeat them by they were worshiping, excuse me, 50 million gods. They were sacrificing children to their gods. They were using blood offerings, but they were idolaters. And the Lord wanted to take his lowly people who... He brought from slavery and sin to faith and victory over the wicked. And I don't know about you, but in today's society, should not the Christians in the workplace be the ones whose light is shining and overshadowing all of the non-believers in the workplace, in our community, in our marriages, and our in our relationships? in how we manage our money, should our light not shine. And I'm promising you that if you do, as the Lord said in these first um, 12 um, chapters, where he said to consecrate yourself, we learned what that meant. And if you're just tuning in today, I advise you to go back to podcast one and catch up with us. So you'll know what I'm talking about. The Lord talked about consecrating our lives. He also said to be strong and courageous. Why? Because the battle can be long, the battle can be tough, the battle can be bloody, but the battle has been won. You see, when we are in a fight, we have to have a mindset that you know what, Christ already died for me on the cross. My victory is guaranteed if I choose to follow the word of God, if I choose to believe the word of God, if I choose to activate my actions based on my faith in God's word. And in Joshua, you saw that the Israelites chose that they would follow what Joshua said, because they believed that Joshua heard from God and was God's chosen leader. And they said, we will follow you into battle. So no matter how rough these battles were against these 30 kingdoms, and I'm telling you, when you've got Anakites and Nephilim and, and people who are tall as trees, etc., you know, fear is something that can overwhelm you. Fear can overwhelm you when you have a CEO or a vice president come and sit to talk to you about your business or talk to you about your career. You might get nervous. You might get fearful because of the power that they have with the wave of a pen. But I'm telling you, God has the power to take that hand to write promotion, advancement, and moving forward for your career. And what would that do for your life? What would that do that if you had a conversation with a powerful leader, maybe you can get recruited to another job or maybe you can advance where you are, how that could change your, your life, your family's life, your confidence, your ability to provide at a higher level and to elevate your life to a place of caring for family members, but bringing joy and bringing peace and bringing rest to you worrying about your financial situation. Have you ever asked yourself, what does the promise of rest do? Well, I will tell you, when you rest, it includes the absence of anxiety, fear, stress, confusion, and conflict, which provide futile and exhausting attempts to fix our own problems through, guess what, self-effort. And sometimes we will use sin to make overlook. We're going to sin because this will get us to our goal, right? Maybe if I sleep with this good looking guy, maybe he is the one, maybe he will be my husband. And maybe if I sleep with him, and do whatever I gotta do to make him think I'm the the most satisfying woman in the world, then he'll marry me and then I'll have money and then I'll have coverage. Well, guess what? That's a, a temporary sinful fix that probably won't work. Because just like you can think of that idea, so could the next woman that he's with can do the same thing. But we have to be rest that God has a plan for us. And that it's not always has to come from another person, meaning a man has to come into your life to bring that rest, to remove that stress. No, God can bring it to your life directly. So when I shared how the Lord brought a business into my life where I made $2,500 in three hours and looked at, wow, I could work. I could have five clients and a week and you do the multiplication, $2,500. Do I could work one person a day and what a life that could provide. That had nothing to do with another person. So when we're praying and resting in the promises of God, make sure that they're God's promises and not our hopes and dreams. Because sometimes guess who else is hearing your prayers as well? The enemy. And so he'll throw in, and I will tell you, and you may have heard this um, through other podcasts, that the enemy sent me every imaginable dream guy possible who could have just, I could have just walked away into a life with them and I could have had my bills, my this and that covered. But I thank God that my prayer has always been that Lord, you will give me a sign that this is the man for me and that you will make it swift and quick that I will know they are not for me. And I will tell you because of that humble, honest prayer that many men try to move or come into my life. And the Lord revealed it in the first dinner or the first conversation. And sometimes we never made it after The first few minutes of conversation, and that's what we need. We need God to be activated in our lives so that we make wise decisions. So, let me give you another definition of rest that I researched when I was looking online, and found it um, in a podcast. And it was rest, R-E-S-T. I feel like I want to sing respect, but anyway. When we look at the Lord spoke um, to this person and they got the Ackerman for rest and it was restoring everything Satan took. I don't know about you, but um, it reminds me of the scripture in Isaiah 58, 11 through 12. And I'm going to read the NIV version. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land, and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. So here... I see how the Lord, what has he promised you? He promised to guide, to satisfy, to prosper, to refresh, to rebuild, to raise up, to repair and restore his people. When, again, when we think of this scripture, and this may be one that you want to memorize Because you read this, because I'm saying this podcast once, will the app, will anxiety and fear flee this moment? It can in many of you. But what it's going to take is your faith. And your faith is the actions you choose every day to make sure you diminish the effects of anxiety, fear, stress, shame, confusion, and any conflicts, because when it raises up, we have to raise ourselves and we have to elevate our knowledge and elevate our thinking, elevate our emotions to say, you know what, I'm no longer going to operate in the spirit of I and me, but I'm going to operate by the spirit within me called the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to follow my Lord Jesus Christ because he's promised. And if the Lord promises, he always fulfills his promise. And that's what these 12 chapters thus far has reiterated down to the minute detail of the territory where it laid and who was ruler, who was king, who concluded with who. And so think about it. The Lord knew their names and intimate details. He knows that about you as well. And so I want you to think about why you are armed and you are ready. We struggle against enemies as I started out and the enemies and also our own desires to sin. You know, Satan's forces and opposition is in the world, but God provides each of us weapons for every battle. One challenge or hardship often can follow another, but our Lord is with us because he overcame the world and we are more than conquerors. Jesus Christ has power over sin and his power over sin is ours. We experience this reality when we trust God and faithfully do the right thing in the right way, And sometimes under the wrong circumstances. Did you hear me? We choose to do the right thing in the right way under the wrong circumstances. Because it's not what people would expect. When people have harmed or brought harm to us, they don't expect us to return love. They don't expect us to return respect. And many of you have, you know, sometimes there's these messages that teach all this wealth, health and and all this good news. And that is possible. But let's not forget every believer. The enemy is warring against you to steal your faith, to steal your identity, to steal your power. Do you think he's just going to let you lay rest as you win over souls? No, there's going to be a battle. So we were never promised to always be healthy, wealthy, and immune from suffering. But God promises a fruitful outcome in the end, in this life, and beyond. So God's promises that he is with us in our storms and in our valleys, and he knows and tends to all our needs. Throughout each day, we should pray boldly, confidently, and expectantly, as Joshua did. God provides all we need to faithfully do what he has called us to do. When I see the boldness of what Joshua prays to make the sun stand still, how did he get there? You think that just happened overnight? Think about how faithful Joshua was when he served under Moses, what he learned, what he saw, what he witnessed. And that's why I asked you to list out your victories, your battles that were won with God in your journal yesterday, because it's that history that builds that rich and elevated faith for him to declare to earthly elements because the power of God was within him and was speaking through him. And that boldness didn't come from his own strength. That boldness came from him being on his knees and in prayer and in being faithful and consecrating himself and following the word of being strong and courageous. And that's what we have to have. That boldness that when we're praying, we've gotta get up early in the morning and pray. I don't care if you fall asleep halfway through that scripture. I want you or through your prayer, you're on your knees and God rewards your faithfulness. Guess what? You may start out trying to pray for two hours or an hour or whatever and may doze off, but you're there and you are working toward building. You have to start from somewhere. You can't just, you just don't wake up one day and start praying for three hours. Some people might, but on a whole, we have to exercise our faith in reading our word and in prayer and talking to God about and hearing God. It's not sometimes we got to just be in his presence. It's not all of our prayers and all our list. Oh, God, do all these things for me and blah, 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 blah. No. How about praising God and then sitting just in his presence in silence, giving him your time, what will that bring to your life? I want you to focus on what's to come, not what's in your past. You don't need to be like Lot's wife, looking back on your past. What did we say that rested for? What do we say, people? Restoring. We're about bringing restoration of all the things that have been stolen. So we talk about restoration of everything, not some things. Of everything Satan took. And believe it or not, you're even unaware of all that's been stolen from you. Sin destroys. And if you're like me and like everybody else, you've got more sins than you can even remember. That's why when we accept our Lord Jesus Christ, we are made clean. We are made pure. And we are why we call it born again. Then we're aware of our sins and our areas of repentance and areas that we need to repent and and not walk in again. And if you struggle in an area that you seem to not be able to get out of, you need to break pride with the spirit of I and me that I can do this. No, you can't. The enemy is depending on attacking you alone and broken. You need to gain a prayer partner. You need to, when we activate our online course, to join women globally who are strengthening one another, believing for one another and encouraging one another. The promise of rest. You will see Joshua didn't conquer 30 kingdoms alone. Joshua conquered it with the Israelites and the Israelites Committed themselves to Joshua because they believed that God had anointed him to victory and they believed what he said and they saw the Lord support and respond to Joshua's prayer. And so you, whether in your church family or you join our tribe and Christian warrior women, women globally going after elevating their careers, elevating their relationships, elevating their faith, elevating their children, but most of all, elevating their faith with God for generations to come. You see, Josh, Moses, and Joshua were not only working for blessings in their lifetime, but in the future of the Israelites, so that their children, their children, children will know the promises of God. And today, you sharing your battles won with God, with your children will be more powerful than telling them to read the Bible or telling them to memorize a memory verse. I had to do that as a child, and I think how fruitful it would have been if I would have heard, along with the word, real life stories of my parents' victories with God and what they overcame. And my mother shared a lot of her battles and struggles. And I saw a lot of those battles and struggles that she was fighting in her own strength. But I also saw a grandmother who prayed three times a day and wept before the Lord to cover her and her children, her children's children. And I am the last of her six children. And I know every day that every blessing and every Um, Every fruitfulness of my hands began with the prayers from my ancestors, began with the prayers of my grandmother on her knees, praying when many times she would have me pray with her and I would be falling asleep as a child or I'd wake up and my knees would be like stiff. Or I always said, dang, I'm never going to have pretty knees because I've been kneeling for so long. But what I know today that she may not be with me in physical body, but her prayers and the blessings and the promises that she prayed for and declared to God are manifesting in my life today. And that is the only reason that I have the power and strength and words to do a podcast every day, to have written the book. And my goal is to continue on what God is calling me to do not what man is calling me to do, and not what I think I should do. Because if I was going on what I think I would do, I would definitely not be in the healing and elevating and restoring type ministry. But God is faithful and allowed me to witness so many physical healings, emotional healings, that I have no choice. I am compelled to be in this line of ministry, to touch women's lives with what the truth is, and for them to battle against doubt and fears and shame and worry and to know that they can rest in a risen Savior, that they can rest, that God knows every detail of their life, and that He will bring them victory. So I ask you to say that, you know what, Joshua conquered 30 kingdoms. And you might say, man, that sounds about what I have. I got 30 maybe different problems or maybe you have five. Whatever your struggle and your battle is, the word promises you, not Lisa, the word promises you rest. And I want you today to focus on, which is appropriate for a Sunday, that we are Most of us are going to church and resting and believing what we heard in services, but that has to last us Monday through Saturday as well. And so how does that last? It lasts by us consecrating our lives, being strong. Every day we go to work, we have to get up and be strong And be courageous to endure the good and the bad. But if we remember that the people that we struggle with, it's not those people. It's the enemy using those people to steal your faith, your love, and your peace. And God is with you to restore everything the enemy has taken or will try to take in your future. So let's focus on our progress and not our past. And I pray that today for each of you, I want in your journal that list you made yesterday of battles won to take your five or maybe you have 30 battles that you need to win with God and use your past history of victories and connect that story and that testimony with the battles you feel you're dealing with today. If it's confidence, then you want to focus on declaring and affirmations to to remove doubt. If it's lies, you want to remove the lies with truth. And sometimes It's difficult to do alone. And so I want you to stay tuned because you're going to see in the next few weeks that we're going to have a sign up where you can actually practice these live with other women and we're going to do it online and it's going to be fun and it's going to be a faith and it's going to change and transform your life and how you daily approach your day and how your voice can be raised in the workplace to elevate people and to shine your light brightly. I'm not talking about preaching at the job. I'm talking about your work ethic being at a higher level and that God will give you insight and ideas to grow businesses that help promote and elevate you. It's time to gain back you're the, the the confidence that's been stolen that's part of what's been stolen your identity that's been stolen the power that's been stolen, but your faith most of all it's time to restore everything Satan has taken. I pray for you today and I pray that you if you this is the first uh, message that you're hearing that you'll go back and listen to the to start with us from the beginning of Joshua. Um, And we're going to, the next lesson is going to talk about 13 and we will continue. So, hey, slay those dragons, slay those naysayers. And when I mean slay, pray for God to remove them out of your way. They can get promoted to another company. They can get moved to another department. But you stay focused and stay prayerful. And watch God make a way for you. And he will deliver the land, the money, the progress, and the joy, and the rest for you now and for generations to come. Talk to you soon. God bless.